So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, hanging out in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the show. Uh, the purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. And we do this by interviewing other amazing creatives, other amazing entrepreneurs, um, other people who've been in your shoes, who've gone before, not only you, they've gone before me <laughs> and paved a way for themselves. And so I'm really grateful that you are here. Now, while you are listening to this podcast on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere else, you may also be getting early access to it over at my mastermind community, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. I want to encourage you to go and join that community because over on my personal page and YouTube and, and the podcast, it's just a one-way street. You only get to hear me. But in the mastermind group, you get to talk back to me and I get to talk back to you and we get to have a two-way conversation. And so I want to encourage you guys to join that. It's a free space where I hang out uh, uh, every single day, pretty much. And then Monday through Friday, I'm producing video content in there for you as well. So if you're wanting to continue to grow your business, you're wanting to advance your skills, uh, make more money with photography, uh, work on your self-development, well, then I encourage you to come and join me there. You guys, today I have with me Megan Brooklyn. Megan Brooklyn, she is out in Brooklyn. Oh man, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Brooklyn is out in, in Brooklyn and she's a Brooklyn-based wedding photographer and a podcaster with a recently launched photo op podcast. She's a magazine editor. I got questions on that. <laughs> and a marketer. Aren't we all marketers? My goodness. Uh, I, she previously worked in fashion, uh, both on the agency side um, and she ended up creating a fashion magazine that ran in print digital for seven years. She's now working on a digital and print on demand wedding magazine. I got more questions about these nuances, a print and a print on demand and digital ma uh, wedding magazine focused on the art of New York weddings for everyone. Megan, I got so, I, your bio, I'm like, man, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I got questions. First off, oh my gosh. how are you doing? 
I am fine. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I mean, fine is a really relative term right now because, you know, as we are recording this, we are still in the middle of the pandemic, which I think I've been saying for three months now in various recording spaces. So, you know, doing fine. <laughs> yeah, doing fine. I get that. We're going to be talking about um, creative ideas to attract clients for your wedding photography business. And I'm curious before we go any further, and I want to hear from you about just kind of what you're up to in general, but, but the creative ideas for wedding photography clients, do you feel like there's crossover for like creative ideas, uh, some of the things that we discuss that could bleed into portraiture or could bleed into fine artwork or, or headshots or brand photography or anything on those lines? Or are they pretty specific within the wedding niche? A lot of these things are specific to the wedding niche, but that being said, I think that they can translate to other avenues of photography. So, I mean, you know, for, for some of the ideas we're going to be going over, you could be doing it as a headshot photographer, as a senior photographer, you know, it's, it's definitely interchangeable. Okay. That's awesome. So Megan, you're in Brooklyn. How long have you been out in New York? So I have been in New York since 2014 and I moved here kind of with the intention of getting deep into fashion, deep into fashion photography. And here I am six years later doing weddings with my husband, my best friend. Um, and that, yeah, that answers your question. No, it does. It's awesome. So you came out there for fashion, moved into weddings. Talk about that transition, because I think that I've, I've heard this, I've heard this transition from a lot of creatives. I heard the transition of like, well, started out in, you know, uh, journalism, and then I ended up in weddings, started out in sports photography, ended up in weddings, taking <laughs> pictures of my kids, and I ended up in weddings. And so, um, so all good. You know, uh, I guess I'm curious what that what that move looked like for you and your husband. What's your husband's name, by the way? Oh, his name's Kenneth. Kenneth? Yeah. Okay, awesome. My dad's name is Kenneth as well. I like it. Okay, so what was that transition like? Sure. So, I mean, I actually started out in weddings when I was 14 years old um, and I was doing that back home in Ontario, Canada for a few years while I was kind of developing my photographic eye. I know normally you do that backwards, like you said, like you end up doing one thing and you end up in weddings. Uh, but I ended up in weddings kind of by accident um, because, you know, there were some couples in my region who were looking for a good deal. I was a young photographer who was willing to do a wedding for like $200. So uh, that's, that's how I ended up in weddings. And then I ended up in New York in 2014, like I mentioned, uh, because I thought I was going to be the next Annie Leibovitz. I was, I was ready to take on the world of fashion. Um, and I worked a lot in the agency sphere. I did some work with brands, um, doing a lot of fashion shoot and fashion show production. And after about a year of doing that full-time professionally, I completely shifted gears, ended up doing some marketing and really falling back into weddings because um, my husband and I ended up getting married and he is also a photographer. We were both kind of working in the fashion uh, in marketing industry at that point. And mm -hmm. we were, we were kind of taking a longer view of our lives and we were trying to find ways to bring more joy, more happiness into our lives and, and weddings really, it became the right answer for us. So, uh, we get to surround ourselves with people at their literal peak of happiness. Yeah, I get it. So then what was it like finding your first 
wedding clients? I mean, apart from just like, obviously dirt cheap, I get it. Uh, we've all been there. I think, I think my first one was $300. However, it was split 50, 50 between me and my little sister. <laughs> I recruited my little sister to shoot my first wedding with me. So we both made a cool 150. Um, <laughs> But I'm curious what that looked like for you to get your very first wedding. And were, were you in New York at the time when you got your first gig then? Yeah, you were, right? I was I was doing it in Niagara, Canada before. But for for really like the, the bulk of our wedding work, it's been in New York. And yeah. I mean, obviously, New York City is one of the most competitive markets you can be in for pretty much anything, but especially in the photography industry. Um, and it's really, it's really, really crucial to make yourself stand out, which is why I want to talk about all these unique ways to get clients. So for our first couple of weddings, we had to find ways into that little sphere. Um, and how did we get our first New York wedding clients? I started to reach out to venues and I asked them if I could blog about their space. And I really wanted to get some photos of the venues, get to know the venue owners and write about their venues on my wedding photography blog with, with Kenneth. And that ended up leading to our first wedding clients because we did some photos for a co-working space that has a night shift as a wedding venue. <laughs> um, and, you know, their, their marketing wasn't really up to snuff. So we ended up helping them with that. And then they started referring all of their wedding clients over to us as their main photographer. So that is Gosh. how we got our foot in the door in New so you York. Did you did some marketing for a wedding venue and they hooked you up, kind of preferred vendor list status, ref referred everyone to. That's awesome. When you say you were you were doing marketing, it sounds like you spent some time in an agency, you developed those skills. What was the marketing kind of focus for you? Uh, was it, I, yeah, I, I don't know. What was it like? Sure. So I was working, yeah, I was working for a tech company who publishes digital magazines. And I was doing a lot of social media marketing, email marketing, blog marketing. And at the time, all I had known about it was, you know, what I had learned kind of growing up as a social media digital native. Um, and so I was really thrown into the deep end and I learned a lot on the job, which ended up being really easy to translate over for wedding photography because there's, again, so many ways to be creative with it. Yeah, it's awesome. So then your husband, he shoots with you full-time? Is he a full-time part of the business or is he also uh, working another job as well? What's that like? Sure. So Kenneth does a lot of food. He does some model testing and he does some headshots. Really, he does all the all the stuff across the board, uh, which, okay, cool. which is helpful during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But, and uh, you just focus fully on like the wedding side of the niche, right? Yeah, I'm focused on the wedding business and kind of all the logistic and marketing parts of it. And then he is more focused on the creative and technical aspects of it. So it mm -hmm. really meshes together well. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, awesome. All right, so so let's get into this a little bit. So creative ways to market your business. I feel like every way is, is creative anymore these days. It's like, and we have to be. <laughs> we got to be so damn creative to figure out ways to like just constantly stay maybe one step ahead of the curve, you know, like where we've got so many photographers, such a saturation. You get it in New York. It's probably insane over there. I'm over here in Hawaii. Uh, I almost said Hawaii, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
but man, it's gotta be so crazy. And so you just have to keep kind of inching forward with, with a little bit more of a nuance. And, and, and I'm curious what you've discovered being in this crucible that you are, which is New York. It's like the saturation of all saturation, the density uh, that's going on there. Um, and, and so I'd love to kind of hear, uh, I, I get, listen, I, I know you got a lot of ideas, so let's just start kind of slowly. <laughs> we'll start just like one at a time. And then, um, and I'm going to ask some more detailed questions about what you got and, and we'll just kind of hold in this space for a while and see if any of these creative ideas maybe give you as a listener, um, some other ways that you could spin this, some other little nuances, or maybe ways that you could adapt this into your current marketing efforts, uh, as well. And then I, listen, I, uh, I'm. I'm a genius over here. I just need you to know that, Megan. And I need to uh, I need to go plug in my laptop. <laughs> so you give me you give me a solid ten seconds while I uh, while I while I plug this in. And um and and so while I'm doing this, maybe you can introduce the first one. I only need to move like one foot over to grab my cable. So I'd love for you to kind of introduce the first uh, creative marketing idea for wedding clients. Sure. Perfect. So one of my favorite things to do, and it's something I haven't seen any photographers in our area doing, uh, pre-pandemic, this was much easier to do, but we're still finding ways to accomplish it, uh, is open house mini sessions. So basically you can reach out to a venue to collaborate on their next open house and give them something. It's a completely unique offering to bring more people into their open house because instead of just showing up to an open house with business cards and like your, your little poster board and your print marketing materials, you show up with your camera, you show up with a good attitude and, and you take some, some little mini portrait sessions of couples. And these, these can be five, 10 minutes long, but it shows the couples what they're going to look like in the venue space. And it also gives the venue free promotion amongst engaged couples. So it's like a win, 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 win scenario. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta still in on this for a minute. So let's first have to define some terms. So when you say open house, what are you, what are you picturing when you say open house? Cause I think maybe, you know, uh, I, I may have an idea of what an open house is, Somebody else may have a different idea. Let, let's get clear on that. Describe what an open house is first. Sure. So a lot of wedding venues will host open houses a couple of times a month or even a couple of times a week, and depending on how busy they are, but usually a couple of times a month. And they'll have maybe a florist or a makeup artist or some vendor come in and also sit in on the open house so couples can get to know some local preferred vendors. But as well, uh, the venue is showing off their space to couples. They'll have a tour guide and you know, it, it gives couples a chance to see the space beyond just looking on Instagram and looking on their website. Got it. Okay, cool. So it's a, it, it sounds like it's a completely controlled by the, the venue. It's a, it's a smaller type of gathering. It sounds like there's not going to be like a mass amount of people. And by the way, you correct me wherever I'm missing the mark <laughs> here uh, on this. How, how do you discover where, like when a place will have an, an open house and how do you get like permission to come? Is it are they, are they invite or are you requesting? What does that even look like? That kind of first step. So I'll reach out to a venue ahead of time. I'll either look at their open house schedule online, which some of the, the more wedding focused venues will have, or just reach out and see if they're doing one this month. Um, and just ask them, hey, would you like this really unique service? But also you have to make sure that they're going to market that 
there are going to be many sessions at this open house because yeah. some couples will come to the open house after their work day or after they've taken a really long, sweaty summer walk. And it's better not to catch people off guard when, yeah. when you're trying to photograph them, obviously. Um, so yeah, basically establishing contact with that venue and giving them something unique to draw more people in. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Now, these uh, mini sessions that you're describing at an open house, is this something that you're just doing at, like for free, you know, at, for free, but like as a marketing effort? Is it something that you're charging for? Is it something you know, like, does that make sense? Yeah, it's something we do as a complimentary service. And then in exchange, we get the engaged couple's email address, which gives us, you know, something more to follow up with than just, hey, we saw you at an open house. Can you like purchase our packages? Um, it gives you something to give back to them and, and allows you to create meaningful conversation. Yeah. Okay. I love this. That's awesome. So, so let's think through, I think for each of these, what I'd love to do is I'd love to think through like a, a next step, an actionable step for the, for the listeners to go and do, um, because I, I think this idea could easily get written down in someone's notebook and then get forgotten until you have no clients and you're bleeding cash. And, and, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wait, how do I do that again? Like, what's this thing? Let's stay ahead of it. You know, like, let's start. That's the thing with like your pipeline of getting leads and you've got to constantly kind of stay ahead. You don't want to wait till it's crickets. And, uh, and if it's crickets right now, then let's start pushing that ball again. And so what would be maybe the very first step with this whole thing? I've got an idea in my mind, but I'd love to hear what yours is. Sure. So I would research venues in your area that are kind of in your price range. And you know that the couples who are going to be booking them are in your price range. You don't want to go to a venue that's, you know, a little on the inexpensive side and then your wedding packages don't align with the same couples that are going to be showing up to that open house. Uh, so the first step is putting in that research and seeing, you know, which venues you align with and then which venues you can reach out to. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Dig it. That was the same as mine. And then probably pick up the phone, you know, and just probably call. I, what I've discovered too, is sometimes these websites that venues have, listen, New York may be different. Y'all may be real savvy <laughs> in New York. Over here in Ohio, these these effing websites for these venues, they're like someone started the website like back when the venue was made and it doesn't really get updated in any significant way, maybe occasionally, but they have to like contact like a web designer like to update it. Like they, they're not actually really savvy with these things. And so what I'm getting at is this. I think a lot of times these open houses and stuff at least over here, I don't see them getting constantly like advertised, promoted, or even published on the sites. Um, maybe, maybe on their social feed or that kind of stuff. And so, um, and so I've I had great luck just picking up the phone and just asking, Hey, are you, are you guys doing any open houses this year? Uh, and I seem to get more accurate responses, uh, than when I just check online. That's definitely fair. I would say in New York and maybe some big cities, the venues are a little more keyboard savvy because they have 200 people phoning them every day. <laughs> um, but that being said, picking up the phone never hurts. And it also establishes a personal connection immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. 
All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, Well, then... Uh, for me, it's it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows a alongside your business so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting so join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks there's a 30 day free trial there's no catch there's no credit card required 30 days free go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six figure photography and how did you hear about us that's the little section there how did you hear about us six figure photography you guys at this point let's hop back to the show okay cool i dig it let's go with another one what's another creative way for getting wedding clients all right so i know that for social media we typically talk about instagram pinterest facebook facebook ads all that fun stuff i want to talk about reddit because 
That Reddit is where. Sting. Hold on. Can I? <laughs> I said, I know I just, you said Reddit. <laughs> Reddit is so scary. These, the people on Reddit are so <laughs> cutthroat. Okay. I won't get to hear you out, but like I've, Reddit people are worse than YouTube people. <laughs> so hold your horses. I have yeah, to say seriously. that. Let's hear, Let's hear you out. It completely depends where you are on Reddit because I know exactly what you're talking about. However, I use Reddit, one, to look at cute dogs, two, to look at, you know, the relationship advice threads because they're hilarious. But then three, there are tons and tons of wedding planning subreddits. And I planned part of my own wedding, you know, using the advice from weddings under 10K and r slash wedding planning. And, you know, I hadn't even thought about it as something to use as a marketing resource, but I have booked like a, a double digit number of couples off of Reddit at this point. Really? <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? And maybe, maybe it would be helpful to explain what Reddit is, just kind of like a, a, a basic kind of definition. I'm sure that we'll, you know, miss the mark in some way to the, like, the pure Redditors out there. <laughs> um, like that's not what it is. But what would, how would you describe Reddit for someone who's listening? Reddit is like a conglomerate of forums about anything ever. Yeah. Like there ever. is a subreddit for anything. <laughs> so there uh, should be a forum on. There are things that there are like there's forums about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's one that's like bread nailed to trees, and it's just pictures of bread nailed to trees. You know, you you you'll find some wild things. But yeah. that being said, that leaves a lot of room for people who are planning weddings. And maybe they don't, maybe they're not Pinterest people. Maybe they're not super visual. Maybe they're, they're people who like text better. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of typing that that's involved on Reddit. There's a lot of keyboard warriors. Um, yes. But um, that being said, yeah. So it's, it's basically a site with forums upon forums of everything ever. So even when it comes to wedding planning, there are there are subreddits that are broken down. So there's there's you know wedding planning, weddings under 10k. Uh, there's NYC wedit. You know, um, it it depends on where you are locally, obviously. But it's likely that there is at least some sort of wedding planning for your region because people do, you know, wedding decor swap. They, they ask for recommendations on vendors. It's like this whole untapped market where, where, you know, former brides and grooms and current engaged couples are all having these conversations. Um, so I ended up kind of falling down this rabbit hole and it's been super helpful created a Reddit account or a Wedit account um, under our business name. And then we started to respond to people who were asking for wedding planning advice, asking for local vendor recommendations, venue recommendations, all these fun things. And then one of our big breakthroughs on Reddit was actually one of our couples left us, left a breakdown of their wedding costs and reviews of all their vendors and they left us a really glowing review and we started getting a lot of bookings from that one specific review um but but also other ways that we have booked people off of reddit is offering them advice and then shooting them a little dm on the platform and saying hey we are local to this area because there's a lot of people in new york particularly who are who are planning from outside of the city 
and you know we'll say hey we're local to this area we'd love to do your engagement photos if, you, if you're coming to tour your venue or check this out um and it really just flows from there so that is it is is a special place that's for sure that's awesome okay so what's the tldr of, of this one <laughs> uh seek out wedding planning subreddits give people things that they value like advice um and create a personal connection it's awesome <laughs> i'm glad you picked up what i was talking about i'm like this yeah. may fall flat without seeing it actually <laughs> written out <laughs> okay, i got cool. you yeah okay good i'm I, i'm glad yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like value value your and, and this is um it's like you're searching you're answering questions uh you're providing that value and then you're sliding into the messages in the back end and uh, and it sounds like you're continuing to provide value there. Okay, that's wild. Yeah, I've never heard that one. That's that's cool. This is fun. As soon as you said write it, I was like, OMG, this, <laughs> this is going to be good. Okay, all right. Let, um, so then actionable step for uh, for this writer one is probably like create an account, right? Uh, what, what would be the actionable step? Create an account under your business name. Only use it for business things. <laughs> you can have a separate personal account like with Instagram or any of that, but... Uh, create one under your business name and then look for subreddits that are relevant to your audience. And I think it depends on where you are locally, but also the general wedding subreddits will ask like, hey, do you have any vendor recommendations in Cleveland? Do you know? It, it happens. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love it. Okay, it's awesome. All right, let's do another one. Sure. Uh, let's talk about Instagram Live Q&As because these are a lot of fun. Um, something that we've been doing in the pandemic in lieu of like doing open houses and all these other ways we can connect to couples personally is um, doing Instagram live Q and A's with local vendors. So these are wedding planners, venues, florists, officiants, and dress boutiques, I guess. Those are, those are kind of the big ones for people who are at the beginning of their wedding planning process. Um, they're, they're pretty crucial. And, you know, if you can get these people on a two-way Q&A session and just talk about, you know, either, I guess in the pandemic, you know, postponing your wedding or pandemic wedding ideas, elopement ideas, or just in a general sense, you know, wedding planning overall, you're putting each other in front of each other's audience and you're reaching a whole bunch of engaged people who are following that other vendor who've never heard of you. And you're creating that personal connection immediately by showing your face and showing your personality. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Uh, and even if no one sees it, <laughs> let's go like worst case scenario. Uh, you're, you're just also, you're like, you're partnering, you're building rapport, you're building relationship, you're building connection, uh, with that vendor, which is, and, and like, that's that, this one I love, this is my favorite one so far. There's like, there's such a synergy with it where you're, you're, you're building out your audience over to their audience, but you're building relationship. It's like, it's synergistic in that it's not just an, a one way marketing channel, like maybe Reddit. It's, it's one that like, it, it's like fully connected to like the whole moving, uh, uh, it's, uh, man, what am I trying to say? It's like the, it's the, it's like the word of mouth. It's like the vendor partnership. It's all of that. Apart from the fact that you're also just connecting with other leads. That's cool. I dig it. So when doing these Q and A's, how do you position it for like with the vendor? So I'll normally reach out to vendors that I admire or vendors that are friends of ours. And I'll just say, Hey, do you want to do a little, little 20 minute Q and a, um, 
And since we're all sitting around the house with nothing else to do, um, <laughs> it's it's been a pretty easy process. And, you know, a lot of people are very nervous to get on video and get on live video. Yeah. I say that as we are sitting on live video, <laughs> but we have um, a little bit of practice, but it's, it's always <laughs> terrifying. So I get it. Yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking. So what I do is I send people questions ahead of time, because usually I'm going to do the Q&A if I am reaching out to someone for it. Um, like, I don't want to be like, do you want to interview me, you know, on on their Instagram <laughs> live? Um, sure. But yeah, so I'll, I'll send them questions ahead of time and get them get them comfortable. That's awesome. With the with the Q and A's on Instagram Live, do those end up saving in your stories, or do those just uh, is it kind of like you catch it live and, and then it's dead, right? So you can save it for twenty four hours to your story, so people can watch the replay. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I take a little screen recording, and then I'll post it to our other social channels. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I dig it. That's wild. How many of these do you got? I mean, I can just keep going and going, but I got another good one kind of locked and loaded if you're ready. Yeah, yeah, shoot, fire, yeah. Sure. So proposal planning is a big thing now, um, and it's something that more photographers need to be paying attention to. Um, and I got to say, connecting with a proposal planner was one of the best things that we did for our business because there are people out there whose literal specialty is just to plan proposals. Like that's, that's all they do. Um, I've never heard of this. Maybe, yeah, maybe, this maybe is, it's an Ohio thing that I've never heard of this, or, or maybe it's a New York thing that you have heard of this, or maybe I'm I just mean, daft. That could also be, <laughs> listen, I'm daft quite often. Tell me, so a proposal planner First off, define that. Like, like I, I think I understand, but I want to make sure I understand what you're, what you're getting at here. So what a proposal planner does, and if you haven't heard of it or if you don't have them in your area, that's an opportunity for you to become one yourself and add that to your services. But <laughs> I am uh, a photography <laughs> expert slash proposal planner. <laughs> they exist. It's a whole thing. Um, and again, like if they don't exist in your market, make the market. So mm -hmm. basically what a proposal planner does is, you know, some someone will come to you sheepishly and be like, I wanna propose to my partner. Um, no, um, they will contact a proposal planner and the proposal planner will work with them on figuring out a location, which, you know, some locations like rooftops in New York City, for example, they may need permits. So what they'll do is, is talk to the rooftop owner or they'll negotiate and get prices. Um, so you have your venue and then you have your time and location. The proposal planner will help you essentially figure out the ruse that you're going to use to get someone there. Um, the, the ruse? The ruse. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I say this because- That's a good word. <laughs> I say this because I, I'm in the midst of helping someone plan their proposal right now. And, and they're just like, I do this now with our couples who are, who are planning their proposals. So I guess, yeah. yes, we, we do proposal planning now. Um, but we've also connected with people whose like full-time job is proposal planning. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I say ruse because it's stuck in my head because like that is, that is the focus. We are trying to figure out the ruse to get the partner there. Um, cause it, it can be difficult to casually be like, let's go to a romantic space for no reason, yes. <laughs> you know? 
This reminds um, me of my proposal right now. And, and <laughs> <laughs> my ruse was not, it didn't work. <laughs> Can I ask what it was? Well, uh, so I'll give a, I'll, there was a, there was a good amount to my proposal, which is probably the first fault. You know, it's like when you get too complex, uh, you're just, you're inviting chaos. Right. And so there's a good original half of the day that I will skip for now. Um, but what I didn't think through, um, was how none of it made, okay, hold on. Let me think about how to tell the story. <laughs> I had a secret surprise picnic planned after some horseback riding through some trails. Uh, uh, but the distance between the, the surprise picnic and the horseback riding was probably like 40 minutes. And after we were horseback riding all day, um, like Le Leslie was hungry. <laughs> and I was also hungry. And now we're driving 40 minutes to like to just go to a park. And, and I can't stop. And she's like, hey, can we stop and get some food? Because I'm effing hungry. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the ruse falls apart. I was like, no, we can't. And she's like, well, I'm like, I'm really hungry. Well, and then, so it, that didn't work out, you know, because uh, then we ended up, well, there's more to the story. Yeah, so we arrived. There's a surprise picnic. I, I have, yeah. But that that main component of it was not thought through whatsoever. <laughs> what you're saying is maybe you should have had a planner. <laughs> maybe I should have had a proposal planner. <laughs> maybe you're right. I think you're probably right. Um, Leslie remembers it far more fondly than I do. I think I'm pretty clear about the whole thing. Well, she said yes. So, okay, this is that's wild. what matters. So, yeah. So you're you're building you're connecting with the proposal planner, and how are you how are you connecting with the proposal planner? Sure. So um, for the proposal planners that we have connected with, it's basically been connecting on Instagram or wherever I find them, usually Instagram, and just reaching out and saying, hey, if you need a photographer for your next proposal, because I noticed that some of these planners have like photos from their phone from the proposal happening. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if I know, um, if I know that there is a couple who looks like they're on the verge of getting engaged on Instagram, I will also start to follow the guy and start or or whoever's proposing or you know um but I will follow both partners and I will kind of start posting some proposal photos that we've taken um but normally for reaching out to proposal planners you know I just send them a message and say if you need a professional photographer to include in your packages let us know we've done this lots of times and they have typically been very receptive to that. Yeah. Okay. Wild. And you're just, you're just searching on Instagram, just like proposal planner, New York. I mean, yeah. Hashtag proposal planner, but then also, you know, if you, if you look around on who's following wedding venues or dress stores, there's often a lot of vendors who are following these other vendors. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've found proposals sitting in those follows. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta kind of seek people out. And maybe if you just Google proposal planner, your area, you might find someone. Yeah, you might find someone. That's wild. Or you might, or proposal, you might be that someone. Do you have any good proposal photographing uh, stories? <sighs> yes. Um, I would say 
we did two proposals back to back at the very beginning of the New York lockdowns. And we, we helped uh, one of the couples plan theirs. And their ruse to get their partner to the city was that they were going to go on a brewery tour. And so they were coming from upstate New York into the city. And the day that the brewery tour, quote unquote, was supposed to happen uh, was the day that everything in New York got fully locked down. And her partner was like, oh, so we're just not going to go to the city, right? Because, you know, the whole virus. And her partner was like, mm, no, we're still going to go. We're, we're, we're going to just go to the breweries and see the outside. And she was like, <laughs> okay, that's a bit weird, but let's, let's have a nice day in the city, I guess. So <laughs> then, yeah, uh, there was then once suspending of disbelief there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Once the proposal happened, she was like, this makes so much more sense. Nothing made sense to me today. <laughs> yeah. Um, um cool. but yeah. Every proposal is definitely unique. So if you don't have proposal planners in your area, become the proposal planner. <laughs> yeah, I dig that. I did a proposal ones out in um, Nashville. This couple flew me out to Nashville, but they wanted photo and video. And um, and it, it was just this crazy, it felt like a movie, uh, like this crazy, like trying to organize, um, like I had to, to, like we were at a vineyard and I had to meet the groom it, like in the rest, he had to, at some point he met his bride to be, and he says, "Okay, babe, I'm gonna go and run and use the restroom real quick." So then, and I was waiting in the restroom stall, and it was like we had a little knock thing, so I knew it was him. So then he came in, and I mic'd it. It was just so crazy. <laughs> I'm sure we could have not done it this way, and just probably mic'd him up ahead of time. But it was way cooler to like that he would break in the middle, go to the restroom <laughs> stall, do a little secret knock, and then I would be in there and be like, "All right," and then I mic'd him up. <laughs> that's and, so uh, good yeah i think we just really wanted to lean in on the like the mischief of the whole like just like the the top secretness of the whole thing and um yeah it was yeah it was, it was i'm sure it makes you feel super cool to like have that secret agent like secret knock moment you know yes yes actually <laughs> on this note during my proposal as well my little sister uh, you know the one who made that 150 dollars off the first wedding that we did, <laughs> i had her hiding in the bushes taking pictures with like you know like a 7200 uh, of the proposal uh yeah leslie clearly sees my little sister <laughs> kind of like you know rummaging around in the bushes <laughs> it's like is your is that your little sister and, and i'm like no She's like, no. no that's your little sister i'm like no it's not my little sister it's She's just like, well, a stranger a stalking us yes exactly there's a human <laughs> rummaging in the bushes pointing a camera at us yeah again another area where the ruse uh didn't really line up um, okay, let's let's go with one more to kind of end our time together. As you're looking through your full list of ideas, you got one more for us, Meg. Oh boy, I've got so many more, but let's go with one more. Um, I would say, mm, there's so many. Okay, uh, I would say email marketing is a really good one, and I think it's definitely underused by photographers uh, because you can set up these things called lead magnets, which is basically something amazing you want to give your potential clients and in exchange they'll give you an email address um so that could be you know a pdf with all of the best venues in your area or you know something like that like a like a unique quiz uh and the quiz could be like what type of venue is best for you or what kind of couple are you for your for your wedding um and you know you set up these little magnets and then you attract 
new potential clients by by getting their email. And then you put them on this list and you put them through what's called a nurture email sequence. And you're basically, you know, like the name says, you're nurturing them. You're getting them used to your brand. You're, you're giving them value and you're communicating with them frequently. So, I mean, think of all these creative ways that you could take what your potential clients are Googling and put it into one condensed thing that they can, that they can have in exchange for you being able to contact them again. Yeah, I dig it. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, how long and how frequently are you, are you doing your, your emails? Is it, just, is it just like, Hey, once you're on my email list, it is a, you're going to get an email every week or is it more of like a, like a set series? Like here's, you know, a seven series email on, this thing, how to plan your wedding in New York, you know, seven emails or something like that. Yeah, I do email sequences of about seven actually. Um, okay. Yeah, because I am one person who just loves to unsubscribe from newsletters and I yep. can't imagine getting like 40 emails from these wedding photographers I never booked. So, um, you know, I, I put people through a sequence of about seven emails over the course of two to three weeks. And, you know, first they'll get their freebie and then they'll get, you know, how to be comfortable in front of a camera for your engagement photos, the best engagement photo locations, a bunch of things that bring them value. And then, you know, at the end of the email sequence, I'm like, wow, you're still here. Have a discount, have a little, a little something for sticking with us. And then, um, you know, all they have to do at that point is reply to the email and say, yes, I want to take you up on this. I want my engagement shoot or my wedding package or whatever it is that I'm nurturing them for. Oh, I dig it. It's awesome. Okay, cool. So there's like a little prize at the end, more or less, like yeah. for, the, for the faithful few who've like made it through the whole thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much for being here uh, on this, uh, on this episode today. Can you share a little bit about the photo up podcast and then also where people can find you at? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been like a little bit of a dream. Um, and you can definitely find me at Megan Bruckelman, which I hope will be in some sort of show notes because uh, yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> um, at Megan Bruckelman, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. And you can listen to me on the Photo Out podcast on your preferred streaming platform where we are talking about photography and marketing and all of the fun stuff that goes into running a photo business. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Listeners, listen. Wow. So many listens. Listeners, listen. Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. This is what I want you to know. This is why it was so important that I had you to hear this. I really appreciate you uh, continuing to pour and invest into your business. Um, and so just hear that for me. I want to just end this episode with just a showering of gratitude. Uh, I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for this community that we have. That I'm grateful for Megan and, and the community that she's fostering. Just the support that I see within this industry in the midst of all, all the chaos and all the madness of the world. Uh, I just want you to know that I see you guys and that I appreciate the shit out of you. <laughs> so uh, listen, I'll see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. <laughs> Bye, everybody.